war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. Listening to the John DePietro Show, folks, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It is Thursday. I want to, um, again, just touch on this piece that was in the Providence Journal, written by Nellie Gorbea, Secretary of State and Diane Medeiros, Chairwoman of the Rhode Island Board of Elections. The title of it is Rhode Islanders Should Trust Integrity of Elections. So I did write a response to this. We'll see if the Providence Journal will print it. But just a couple of things about this, and this is important for you to realize, because this is a Secretary of State. She's in office right now and penning this in conjunction with the Chairwoman of the Rhode Island Board of Elections. And what you need to understand is things, the wording they use, you know, it's not by accident. They're very selective in their wording such as you know they she talks about again gorbea now active casting a ballot fundamental to our democracy and then she talks about that their job is to ensure and i want you to listen to this to quote every single eligible rhode islander can exercise this right safely without barriers they write the act of casting a ballot fundamental to our democracy it's a right of citizenship and shine five amendments to the u.s constitution mechanism ensures our elected officials representative our job is ensured every single eligible rhode islander can exercise their rights safely without barriers she purposely uses the phrase rhode islander eligible rhode islander because i want to go back to when the fact that they they uh, put on the census they registered in the census at least forty thousand illegals it uh, agreed to be counted within the Rhode Island census, excuse me. And when they did that, and I asked them about it, when I asked Lieutenant Governor Matto, she said, if you are living in Rhode Island, you are, quote, a Rhode Islander. So notice Gorbea mentions, we want to make sure every single eligible Rhode Islander can exercise this. That, there's a reason they're not using and emphasizing that only citizens should be allowed to vote so she goes on to write rhode island's a national leader and listen to this the categories ballot access and election security well let's let's look at both of them ballot access what what does that mean we're a national leader that means they're fast and loose handing out ballots number one number two election security what, what does that mean they have strong security at the board of elections how does anyone believe that what rhode island has stronger when she says election security, that's because she removed the birthdays from the voter rolls. She considers that strong election security. I call it lack of transparency. Gorbea goes on, well, you know, we're deeply troubled by claims of opponents that, you know, it's an attack on our democracy. What she's trying to say is shows like the John DePietro show the question our voting process and Rhode Island elections are not legitimate. She claims if you question her or the Board of Elections about how elections are handled, you're attacking democracy. I don't accept that. I don't believe that. Now, I'm going to give her one point here, and that is, and I've been critical of this, when the Rhode Island Republican Party had a press conference on this, they wrongly, mistakenly, I have no idea why, but they, they used examples from the Buddy Santi campaign from 1982. It was wrong. It was a mistake. It was done in error. They shouldn't have. And now Gorbea won't let them forget about it because now Gorbea writes, well, you know, they point to decades old scandals that occurred a generation before. You know, that one, I'm going to give it to her because she's not wrong. But let's go to Nick Mattiello, 2016. He lost. 
He lost to Steve Fryas, but what did he do on election night? Cranston Rep, House Speaker at the time, Nick Mattiello. I won because I have 500 mail ballots. Here's a good question. How does he know who the mail ballot people voted for? They know because they were looking at them, counting them, and they submitted them. They're not, they're not mail ballots. They don't collect mail ballots. They collect votes. And the whole reason they have these drop boxes now is not to, you know, make it easier, save money. For, oh, is it really easier for someone to drive somewhere to put some? No. You could easily just, no, they do this to avoid mail fraud charges. If you, uh, if there's voter fraud, one of the things that then also kicks in is mail ballot fraud or mail fraud. That, that's what comes into play. That's why they have that has nothing to do with saving a stamp or make it more convenient mail fraud if you mail put something in the mail and it's a false document at the very least they catch you for mail fraud you committed fraud by using the u.s mail it is you know the bottom of the barrel line of at least they get you on something right it's almost like a police officer saying your, your fender's a little dirty there we're going to give you a, a ticket for that so now Gorbea says, you know, this rhetoric is dangerous. It's without merit. It's not without merit. It is not without merit. Rhode Island does not have systems in place that install confidence in elections. I have no confidence in our elections. And it's very simple. They allow, and I want you to understand this, nowhere in this piece that Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea and Diane Medeiros wrote, nowhere does it address ballot harvesting, which is a third party person can collect ballots or what it really is is they're collecting votes that's what they do and they don't even mention that the summer of 2017 were, was very important dates that they of course don't mention in their piece in the providence journal which i don't expect that people saw but the summer of 2017 two significant things happened gorbea without notice hearing warning removed birthdays from the voter rolls that's number one Number two, the summer of 2017 was a special election for a state Senate seat in Newport, the seat that had been occupied by Senate President Teresa Piva Weed. She left to take a job in the private sector. And as a result of that, they had a special election. And in that election, one worker, one campaign worker, notarized and collected 230 ballots. One person collected in a first special election. 230 and that was and they were notarized so what they have opened up the door is one person working for a campaign could collect 1,000 ballots 2,000 ballots and I want to be very clear with you do you really think the campaigns are paying them to just go collect ballots no they're collecting votes that means they're hiring campaign workers to go out and collect 1,000 votes 2,000 votes 3,000 votes now you get you know five workers suddenly you have a, me me a mechanism those five people ten people they could be turning in who knows how many votes right Twenty-five thousand, thirty thousand votes maybe more that's why you don't see all the candidates on television anymore notice there's one candidate up on tv and it's the new person in town the republican ashley kalis she hasn't figured out that in rhode island the elections are not by election day the way the path that we are on right now elections will be decided when you i i vote on election day the way they we are headed right now when you get up to go vote on election day the election's already decided they want to leave little little to no chance they want to have the entire thing won or lost by they call them mail ballots what they really are are drop box votes campaign people who go out collect votes and put them in the drop box and those are counted right away by the way those are not we got to wait till afterwards and go to the mail ballots so on election night they will already have the count from the drop boxes that they want to instill everywhere and the whole reason for that it's not for convenience the whole reason they do that is to avoid the charge of mail fraud so gorbea goes on and you know she wants to attack anyone that questions the system that she has set up but the question that she has set up is just rife for error without question 
And the more folks that you, we allow uh, early voting, that we allow all these, quote, mail ballots, even though I understand someone says, hey, I think I'm going to be out of town, so I'll fill out my ballot now. And that that's not – they have the campaigns go out, register people, and then campaign workers are delivering hundreds if not thousands of votes. And the one part they wanted to eliminate to make it even easier is to take the notary off it. So now they really don't have to worry about slowing down the process. So it's a piece in the Providence Journal uh, written by and, – and by the way, I, I also have a problem with the fact – that the chairwoman of the Rhode Island Board of Elections is teaming up with any candidate to write a piece for the journal, let alone the secretary of state who happens to be running for governor. As I've said in the past, you watch after this, people will start to say, you know, in hindsight, maybe it's maybe it's not a good idea that we have someone running for governor while they're running the election for governor. All right. Much more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. While the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Folks, they have come out with a study of just the not only the fact that, as we know, this spring, the situation at the border is going to start to get worse. But not only that, but just the amount of the population that's already come in. Joining us right now from FAIR is the Director of Research, and it's Spencer Rawley. And Spencer, the numbers that FAIR puts out, it's uh, it's pretty sobering, especially considering what's about to happen. Right, right. You know, we just had a report come out here a couple of days ago showing that the illegal alien population in the United States has increased to 15.5 million individuals up from 14 and a half as of a year ago and that's the end of 2021 this doesn't include the surge we've already seen here in early 2022 it's not an estimate of how many people will be here once title 42 is revoked that was just under the you know the first full year in office under president biden and really just what it shows is not surprisingly as he rolls back everything that President Trump did to protect the border and goes even further in incentivizing illegal immigration and protecting illegal aliens in the country, it is, it is resulting in this population increasing at a rate that we may have never seen before. And this this fact that, that you're estimating at least one million new uh, people have come in, are here illegally— the, the, that that's pretty that's just and this is just you know coming off the first year of the Biden administration what's what's this going to look like at the end of May it's it's going to be it's it's just going to keep on growing and right now it's it's at a cliff that's increasing and we're seeing once title 42 is released you could see five times or more the amount of illegal aliens flooding the southern border. And that should be really alarming to the American people, especially during a time when we're still economically recovering from COVID-19. There are more and more people joining the workforce every day. Are there going to be jobs available to them? How is this going to hit Americans in their wallet? We found that the cost of illegal immigration increased by $9.5 billion last year to over $143 billion net total. That's a lot of money that Americans are shelling out for benefits uh, that are going to individuals that are not even supposed to be in this country. Folks, again, we're speaking with Spencer Raleigh of FAIR. And Spencer, um, for those that people hear about Title 42, it's set to expire at the end of May. 
Uh, do we have any reason to believe that there's any other option? Or I, I certainly know there is some pushback, especially from uh, Democrats, um, even Kristen Cinema and others have been trying to push back right. to try to get this post. Where do things stand? Or I, I don't hear anything coming out of the Biden White House. Well, right now, you know, at the federal level, there's a stay on that, but that's not that's not the end of the issue there. The Biden administration, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas at DHS, has indicated that it is still their intention to end this program whenever whenever they can, whenever they're allowed. But like you had mentioned, we're starting to see a little bit of pushback from senators, especially in vulnerable positions. You know, Mark Kelly and Kirsten Cinema in Arizona, they're going to be fa- uh, facing tough elections next time they're up. We're even seeing Warnock and a few others who you would think would be even to the, the left of Biden on this issue, but they're in they're in contested seats. They're starting to you know, suggest that, you know, maybe we need to have something uh, something else figured out before we end Title 42. So. I think there is a little bit of hope that Congress may hopefully push the administration to keep this in place, at least uh, at least temporarily while they figure something else out. But, you know, in reality, we really shouldn't even need to be at a place in America where we have to rely on a public health measure to have any semblance of control of the southern border. The Biden administration should be securing the border. Uh, they should be enforcing the law when it comes to illegal immigration. And in that way, ending the incentives for people to come here illegally in the first place. But they're not doing that. So, of course, when they get the opportunity to invite even more illegal aliens into the country, we'd have to expect that that's something that they're going to jump at doing. Folks, again, he is Spencer Raleigh of Fair. Spencer, great job as always. Keep up the good work and we'll talk to you again. All right. Appreciate you having me on today. A problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, RE Coogan Heating. Proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401 401- 732-6562. It's Kogi. It's 24-hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Kogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. Weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, thepetro.com. Joining us right now, he is a columnist for the Boston Globe, mainly focusing on Rhode Island. But it is Dan McGowan. And Dan McGowan, um, boy, late last week, I, I thought, I still think it was kind of a pivotal time in the McKee campaign. Um, I mean, it was just a back-to-back whammy of poll numbers come out. He has dropped 18 points in this morning council poll. Lowest drop, actually, of any uh, governor who's seeking re-election. I, I think it was also, it's so telling that right next door, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker is the most popular governor, not right. seeking re-election. Um, governor McKee also, you know, you can't point it on the region because Connecticut Governor Lamont, he he's in the high 50s. The Sununu Republican Governor New Hampshire is doing well. And then we find out, you know, this whole controversy regarding RIPEC and he agreed twice that he would be part of their forum at crown plaza which should have just been like a no big deal thing but he drew more attention to it he first said that he's consistent even though they agreed twice to do it he set the new line in the sand that he's not doing any debates or forums till july when all the paperwork is in which there is an element of of truth to that that you want to wait to make sure everyone's going to be part of it then he pivots (laughs) and announces he will be there on Thursday. So I'm very anxious to hear your thoughts on, um, on the 
again, it, it's hard to lose the label of the flip flop based on a lot of the the way we've seen this governor operate. What I'm trying to figure out, John, is who is advising? There's, there's yeah. this goes this goes two different ways. One is whoever's advising him is is just getting is giving horrible advice. Yeah, and and it's a frequent situation, right? The debate is the most is the most recent, but. You know, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, just a lot of kind of bad advice that, that that's happening for the governor. So it's either that or the governor himself is making, you know, really yes. poor decisions. Right. Because it could be that. I mean, there, you know, again, we, our last governor, Gina Raimondo, you know, everything went through her. So, right. you know, that was on her. Um, what I can't figure out with the governor's office is, wait, they, they he, the governor, makes a lot of excuses i mean this was a staff error the uh you know the sal or the the bonuses for the state employees yeah i I didn't know about that that was you know department of administration i mean you know the the ilo education consulting contract that's just the media out to get me i mean it it seems strange that there's this much kind of this many errors happening without any of the governor's knowledge um, and so I think he's uh, he's really under a lot of fire right now and heading into this debate. I, I, I suppose I'm glad that he will be there because it will be it makes things a lot more interesting. But I think uh, I think you're going to see that I think you're gonna every Canada unload on the governor. I mean, I think, yes. this is going to be a, a really interesting kind of first day <clears throat> look at, at what the rest of this campaign is going to, is going to look like. I think you're going to see, um, you know, I think you're going to see across the board, uh, both the Republican candidate, Ashley Kalis, and I think every candidate, uh, every Democrat in this race is going to really set their, their target on governor McKee. And now, well, you and I will know about this and, you know, insiders might pay some attention. You're not going to see, you, you know, this isn't going to be widely seen by, you know, all of Rhode Island, but it, it's the, how he handles this yes. will be the most interesting thing to watch because he should be prepared for this is what the campaign is going to look like for the next six months. And not only that, Tim McGowan, but when you show up at that and you're the governor and, you know, you got the state police, you got your staff you know that's where ego comes in that's where pride comes in and uh you know he doesn't want to get slapped around let's go back to the very beginning though if 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 i were the mckee people and the rypec people who again i i respect you know the organization and john simmons and they everything they do i respect but but if they had come to him and i'm with the mckee people and i say wait a minute who's going to be on the stage you're going to have the republicans no 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 we're not going to be part of something with a Republican is up there or even listen, I, I think you can make an argument. This Dr. Lewis Monez, who's put no money in and he's yep. just, he ran as a independent four years ago, got nothing. He's at one percent now. You can make an argument like he's just going to eat up time. On the other hand, maybe you want him there to eat up time. Right. But to confirm twice and then come out with this business of, oh, no, no, I, I've been consistent. I'm not doing anything to July. Dan McGowan, if he had said in the beginning because I pointed the example, Patrick Lynch was on the debate stage in yep. in in June of 2010 at the PPAC. and then in July he he you know exited the race for governor. He never fully went through. So there is an argument to that. But boy, if you're going to work for this governor, you have to be prepared to get thrown under the bus. Well, two things: you have to be prepared to get thrown under the bus. Wow. Also, the other thing is. The amount of finger pointing that happens in that administration. I mean, one thing, again, we compare this to Gina Raimondo because she's the last governor. But one thing I'll say about Gina Raimondo, again, you don't have to like anything she did. She generally took responsibility for, you know, for mistakes and for most importantly, for decisions. Right. And, And a lot of that, let's be honest, is ego. Right. She wanted credit for when things went well. Um, but you, ne- I mean, I, I gotta say, covered her for eight years or seven, you know, seven some she odd years. She ran a tight ship. You never, yeah, yeah, you never heard from people unless they were strategic leaks, right? You never heard from anybody that said, 
boy, you know, uh, the chief of staff over there is an idiot <laughs> or, or, or what in this whole administration, everybody is, you know, kind of out to get each other. There's a lot of finger pointing comes right from the top, right? Cause the governor, you know, pins things off on people. And I think, right. There was a way to, to, to kind of set a policy, you know, right. His strategy here is to be, uh, is to be seen as the incumbent governor uh, above all else, right? And what what Ramundo and what past incumbent governors have always done is is said, I'm going to do most of my campaigning from kind of from the office, and you know I'll I'll participate in debates because I have to, but you know I'll do it once we know what the field looks like. You know you can always push that off. The thing is, is I'll be honest. I mean, I caught the guy. I didn't know that was his policy until he said it. No, <laughs> so, no. Well, but. Let's deal in reality. I mean, don't you think, and again, this is an opinion thing. Don't you think it's, it's, it was more just the FBI probe that they, they weren't sure how to handle that? And maybe someone said, no, you don't want to do that. They're going to ask you about it. And then he just decided because, Dan McGowan, I look back at when they last confirmed, and RIPAC is a buttoned-up organization. Yep. And you talked to Smart them. Guys, this yeah. wasn't, this was nailed down. This business of, oh, I know he's out of town. And this was nailed down. I come back to what's what's the dynamic that changed. And the only thing that really changed, it can't be the, I don't think it's the Ashley Kalis and she lost the contract and so forth, but I think it comes to the FBI probe. And that's, that's not an easy thing to navigate through because, you know, one side of the room is saying you can't comment, you know, if you're up there, Matt Brown, and they're going to hit you on that. And so it, it seems like that side kind of won out. But can you think – I can't think of any other dynamic changed that would have made him pull out of this. No, I mean this has to be uh, – certainly, if not the only reason, the leading a, a, reason. A big reason. Yeah, yeah. a huge okay. reason. And, and by the way, it's, make no – you know, don't don't get it lost on you that the moderator for this debate is Steph Machado from Channel That's 12. That's right. I, I'm sure they are a little bit – they have some anxiety over that. Uh, because, of course, she's going to ask a question about this. And, it's, it's and what she her, should. And she should. It's what her job yeah. is. Uh, and never mind the station that she represents, yes. which has yeah, uh, they've led the way on this. So they have yeah, and so I think uh, I, I think that a lot of these things you know play play a role in it, and and yeah, and I think he I think he wants to avoid I think he wants to avoid scenarios where where he he's in a situation where like you said you've, you're going to now have all of his Democratic opponents. Uh, even ones who may not be a factor in this race kind of going after him. And then on top of it, you know, the uh, Ashley Kalis, the Republican candidate, uh, who's, you know, whose job right now is to say, look at these Democrats, they're screwing things up. And again, th- you know, Helena Folks isn't screwing up the economy. She's not even elected, you know. Uh, Nellie Gorbea is the Secretary of State. She has nothing to do with this. And so the focus is going to be on the governor, um, and he's going to have to deal with this. I mean, look, the, you, you like the value of incumbency. You like that, you know, everybody in that campaign says, look, incumbents win most of the time. Incumbents win most of the time. Well, the one part of this is that you have to defend a record. That's right. Uh, uh, and so he's going to have to learn how to, you know, he's going to have to learn how to take a punch. He's going to have to learn to throw one, uh, you know, in a way that, that doesn't look petty, which I think is really interesting and not easy for him to do. If you go back, you know, he when when he debated Aaron Regenberg when he was running for lieutenant governor when he was running for re-election. Oh, now he, I wish I could see those. Yeah, and his if you go back and and look at it, he did a one with Channel Twelve. I remember because I was in the room, and his strategy was to come across as the grown-up. Right? You okay. had you had the progressive socialist, you know, candidate, and then he was the grown-up. And you know what? He's he's not a he's not going to be you know he's not uh, JFK right on the debate stage, but he managed to you know handle himself and, and again come across as the grown up. In this situation, you know you, you're not going to stand above a Helena Folks or a, or a Nelly Gorbea, right? You're going right. to you're going to have to kind of you know dodge and weave here a little bit or duck and weave a little bit here and. Uh, and I'm I'm just interested to see what kind of punches he wants to land on his opponents, or is he just going to say, "Look, you know, things aren't as bad." You know, he's, is he going to take the national democratic line, which is things aren't as bad as you think they are? Yeah, I think my prediction he's he's making a mistake going at this point, only because of the way they handled it, drawn more attention to it, 
Um, and, you know, and, and, and nobody would. He, he's not good with these lines, Dan McGowan. That whole thing of and then who's going to have the courage to write this story? You're not going to find any stains on this jacket. Right. And that that you know he maybe he thought he did that well. That that was not done well. Uh, I predict it's it's the Kalis Matt Brown tag team. I think if you and Nelly, you don't even have to because they're gonna you know you go back to Elizabeth Warren took down Mike Bloomberg. Yep. I mean she did. Yep. It was not. It was not Biden, and it wasn't really even Bernie Sanders. That's Elizabeth right. Warren, and and you're getting applause, and you start to feed into it. Dean McGowan, if you're Ashley Kalis, this is your coming out party. Absolutely. To, when is she else again going to have a chance to be on the same stage as him? And and all she has to do is land a couple of blows, and people are like, wow, who is this? He's well, making a huge mistake by going tomorrow, well, I think. Th- and think about this. If you're, you know, the, the challenge with these debates is most of the time it's you just don't want to step in it, right? You don't want to have a terrible moment where you, you know, where you make a, a, just a dumb mistake that gets repeated, repeated, repeated. The thing is, is that Democrats, you know, and this happens in the Republican, you know, we just saw this in Ohio in the Republican primary for Senate there. You know, everyone kind of sounds the same. So if you're Ashley Kalis, this is an actual chance to win, right? Because everybody because. else, everybody else is going to say, you know, roughly the same things. Governor's bad. My plan, you know, for expanding government programs and whatever is good. Ashley Kalis has a chance to actually be the difference here, uh, you know, the true difference, and, and make that coming case. Party. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a coming, coming out, out party. I think that's right. And Dan McGowan, before we take a break, there's different people that might be able to handle something like this. For instance, you know, if if you if we were talking about Cianci, he could handle a situation like this. I would even say a, a David Cicilline could handle yep. a situation like this. Dan McKee is not he's not cut from that. He doesn't know how to respond in real time. And, and, and it's going to be he he's not going to he's not going to think they're ganging up on him. They are going to be getting. That's right. So I think I think in in what you're going to hear, John I said, blow it off. I think they had the right instincts because look at how the way this story now with you know Roby way how this is like taken over. Yes. Yep. So the the, the thing would have just gone in the background. Now he's committed. Now he has to do it on th- tomorrow. And my guess, if I'm if, if, if the way he'll because I think you're right. I, I think this becomes if he skips it. Look, the the truth is, you've got the the media beats up on you a little bit. Right. We we all take a shot, and then two months from now, nobody remembers it. It doesn't matter, right? Even so, a month from now, a yeah. mu- two we- uh, tomorrow, nobody's yeah. gonna get it, right? And and nobody would have paid attention to this debate otherwise. So I think you know, I think you're right. I think he probably should have just stuck with whatever his whatever that yes. plan was. And then I, I, when when I think about sort of how he handles it, right? have a big Roe v. Wade conversation, you're going to have all these other things. The, the, ch- the challenge that he has is his response or his inclination is going to be to try to sort of litigate everything. It's going to be, it's going to be no, no, you're not telling the truth. And you've been in candidate debates and forums. You've run them before. The candidate who is always trying to correct the other yeah. person, they Loses. never succeed. They, they never, don't. right? No. It, it's not about, the right forum for it. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Let the media do that. But it is about, you know, landing punches. It's about sounding gu- gubernatorial. Um, and and I, my guess, knowing him, is he's going to be defensive uh, and he's going to try to sort of relitigate everything. Uh, and, and it just doesn't work in, you know, 60 second sound bites. Short break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan right here of the Boston Globe on the John DePietro Show. Remain healthy. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can also look for her on Facebook, but call her 401 305 3585. You know the building. It's that historic white church diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health. What do you find inside? Well, first of all, great service, great selection, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, plus hemp and CBD products, natural skin care. It's my health. Pop in and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. There's things for your pets. There's things for your children. There's things for your health. Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401-305-3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. 
speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, I want to just stay with Governor McKee for, for a moment. Uh, a couple things, some follow-up. I, unless I missed it, I don't think he was at that Polisenia Jr. mayoral announcement no. on, on Monday night. Notable, so, by the way, because I, I think I, I reported in Roadmap a week, a week or so ago that uh, there's some friction there. That, oh, that, yeah. that is a very real thing. And I had heard rumors for a couple of weeks about it. I'm sure you did too, John. And yeah. and to be honest with you, I didn't believe it because their mayor Palacina is as you know supportive or has been as supportive of governor mckee past uh, re- tense real yeah well right <laughs> a- as anyone and because now you know, that train has left the station well and even you know when i called him again we put this i had this in roadmap i think a couple of fridays ago and i, I said did. yes you know and i and I, I asked him i said mayor you know what's going on there and he said look i'm not ready to you know support somebody else or anything but he said I think the governor has moved to the left too much for my taste. He doesn't listen to me. Uh, he's got his own, you know, he kind of said he's got his own advisors. He's doing his own thing. Um, there's real frustration there. And that is a huge problem. And you're right. It's a, it's a little bit of a, um, a you know, a sniper. Go or, to the Sun's to, announcement. Right. Who, by the way, I mean, wow. it's a set, you know, in Johnson, from all accounts, it seems like it's a coronation, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> that, that kid, the, the Joe Paulson Jr. is going to be the mayor there. Yes. Uh, and to not show up and just, you know, stand, oh. by the way, bipartisan mayor. I think Ken Hopkins yeah, was Ken there. Ken Hopkins was there. Uh, oh, wow. So you had Boy. a chance there and, and it didn't happen. I was told that's like blowing off a wedding or a confirmation. Like, wow, (laughs) blank him. One more thing, Dan McGowan, before we move on. I'll tell you one thing, share with you. Maybe you know the same thing, but I am surprised the the people that have access to Governor McKee. And what I mean by that is communication with him, long texting back and forth. I mean, he, he, he gives longer text replies than I do. Yes. And he's the governor. Like, I, I, I'm really surprised. When people that I deal with will say that they still are in communication with them and then they'll recant, here's where we were going back. And this, I can't believe he has, um, unless he has a staffer doing it, but I'm just, I mean, to me, you never saw that with Ramundo. Never. I mean, look, we all, you know, in the journalism community, as you know, I'm sure your Rolodex is pretty great. And we all have you know, our ways of being able to get in touch with politicians, you know, in this, in the, the rare event where their spokespeople aren't helpful or whatever. But I always sort of treated it as like, you know, you don't text Gina Raimondo unless there's the world is on fire. Right. You know, even I've always had a a relationship with the mayors of Providence, you know, usually you go through the most, you know, the, the, the spokesperson or whatever. Um, you're you're exactly right the governor now here's the thing it it, what it carries over from is when you're the lieutenant governor nobody you know nobody cares about you right uh trying to build and alliances yeah and and, and, and during the pandemic but that's exactly right and so you're texting you're calling you're doing all that kind of stuff and he you know he hasn't i have his cell phone number he has not changed his number or anything like that and he yeah that that is there's no question that he is somebody who uh, keeps in very close contact. The thing about that is, you know, you, you want, on one hand, he might say, well, I'm a man of the people, right? You, I'll, I'll respond. Uh, the, the the problem is, is that when you're kind of indecisive, when you're a little bit all over the place as an administration, it means that, you know, you've got a police chief in Cumberland texting you, you've yeah. got the town manager in North Kingstown, and it's a constant, you know, disagreement, right? I mean, think about yeah. it, just what we were just talking about. Yeah. Policina has a lot of access to you. If you're doing things that he doesn't want, your phone all day, you look at That's your right. phone and it's, it's Mayor Policina telling you That's you're right. wrong. Yeah. Uh, so yes, this is a, this is an issue for the governor. Um, and I don't know how he's going to correct it. Cause this just kind of is who he is. Dave McGowan, what do you, um, what do you make of Nellie Gorbea releasing the poll where she shows that, that she's in the lead. I had heard she was having uh, that the money was drying up a little bit for her, although she still reported a good amount of money. But what do you make of the self-reporting that she shows herself in the lead? Well, you know, this is now the second time she's she's released a poll yes. that shows, you know, she first it was she's close. Now she's in the lead. You know, I, I mean, I think the truth is usually when a candidate is in the lead, they, they kind of try to keep it close to the vest. 
Um, I think what she's trying to do is, I mean, you just hit it. You, you know, she needs to raise more more money. Yeah. Um, now she's competitive. She's got eight hundred some odd thousand dollars in her campaign account, so she's you know she certainly is is on a track to having enough money to win. I think she's she's doing this to say, hey, don't forget about me over here. Right. You know, you've got this. You've got the Republican candidate already on television. Everybody's preparing for the you know wave of television that Helena Folks is going to buy. And the governor's, you know, kind of sucking all the air out of the room. I think she's trying to say, hey, not only am I a factor here, right now I might be the best factor. And I'll say it's hard to it's hard to tell with, with these polls, especially since you don't know exactly who got called. You don't know all that stuff. You know, internal polls are, are really tough to report on. But it doesn't strike me as crazy that she would be somewhere around that 30% range um, and I think you see a big undecided number. I think they're very concerned about Helena folks really yeah. sucking up the big, you know, you've already made your decision about governor McKee. You've probably, right. you know, you, 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 you probably know at least enough about Nellie Gorbea to know if you're going to vote for her. I think there's, they, everybody sees that if there's some odd 26% of people who are undecided, yep. uh, there's a chance Helena folks gets 22, 23% there. There is. Yeah. Um, and suddenly, you know, puts her over the top. So I think Nellie Gorbea, that's why you, by the way, it's why you also see Nellie Gorbea kind of taking swipes at, um, yes. at Helena folks, you know, bringing right. up that Mitch McConnell donation. That's um, right. I, so that's going to, I think that's going to continue to be a factor. What's clear to me, and she's doing a better job than I think maybe you or I thought she would have done a year ago. Nellie Gorbea is staying in this thing to the end. And she is going to be a major factor. What I what, what I don't think anymore. I don't think you're going to see her, you know, fizzle out and, and end up with you know 15 percent of the vote. I think no, she's no, a, no, she's no. a very real factor in this race. Now, Dan McGowan, uh, let's talk about your thoughts. What was leaked out of Washington, starting with the governor's race? How does that impact? Last night there was a uh, women. Uh, Project Rhode Island, I believe they had a, a you know, it was spur of the moment protests all over the country. Mm-hmm. Nor, Nellie Gorbea was there. I don't believe Helena Folks was there. Governor McKee is supposedly still away on vacation. Um, I think Matt Brown, I'm, I'm not sure if Matt Brown spoke, but what, how do you think that does that impact the Democrat primary? I think it gives, you know, and this is, uh, I think, a, a, it, this may may not be the exact perfect analysis from a guy, you know, two guys talking here. To me, it strikes me as a, a sweet spot for somebody like Nellie Gorbea to really stand up. I mean, she was the one that kind of called out and said, I'll be at this, you know, this, yep. uh, this gathering. Remember, she's endorsed by Emily's List. That's true. Um, which, which, which suddenly Emily's List is, you know, probably going to be. Uh, they're always a factor in in political you know races all around the country, but suddenly you know Emily's list is probably going to get a lot of attention. I think uh, I think suddenly the Planned Parenthood uh, endorsement becomes really important in a Democratic primary, um, and, and and that right now we don't know where that's going to go, but certainly you know if Emily's list is any predictor, Nelly Gorbea is going to be right there potentially for that. So I think it opens up a, a world for for Anelli. Um, certainly, Helena Folks is going to try to grab onto that as well. But I, I think Helena Folks is certainly is more of you know I'm going to try to grab kind of the uh, the folks who are concerned about the economy, sort of a modern sure. voter thing. So I think this yep. helps Nelly Gorbea. I think it hurts Governor McKee not because he's in any way you know he, he doesn't have any different position than anybody else. I think he just signed on to a you know, uh, I think mostly blue states that say they're going to protect, you know, Roe v. Wade. But uh, I, I think it's just harder when you're, uh, you know, an, an older man to be talking sure. about this as opposed to her. I also good, think, good point. you know, the other part of this that, that I think becomes interesting, general election wide, I think this becomes a factor in the congressional race and it becomes a factor uh, for Ashley Kalis where, you know, if if you suddenly start to see you know, a wave of particularly younger, progressive women, suburban yep. women who are really, um, you know, motivated now to yes. vote. Now, suddenly, you know, Ashley Kalis ha- has to, you know, figure out kind of where she stands on this stuff. And 
it, it becomes a little bit of a problem. I think for Alan Fung, who for all the things that have gone right for him, this is an issue he just doesn't want to talk about. Right. Um, and so I do think it, it, it certainly ben- in a blue state like Rhode Island, I do think it really benefits the Democratic candidates. I'd say mostly a Nelly Gorbea. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Dan McGowan, columnist of the Boston World, right here on the John DePietro Show. Brothers Disposal. Call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway. You can clean out unwanted belongings. Maybe clean out your garage. Clean out your basement. Clean out your attic. Old toys, old things you don't even use anymore, old furniture. It's so much easier when you have a dumpster delivered right to your home, and then they'll take it away when you're done, whether it's for a weekend, for a week, for a month. Brother's Disposal. Call Brother Roland today at 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother's Disposal today, whether it's a small household construction project or maybe just cleaning out some unwanted belongings. Get a dumpster in your driveway or business. Brother's Disposal, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. 518 to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Folks, visit the website. On the website, you'll see all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook or YouTube, Instagram, even TikTok. Plus, you if you want to reach me, that's the best way to do it. We have unique, original stories, videos, content. Log on right at the website dipetro.com firearms and ammunition visit my gun guy john francis competition shooting supplies 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. firearms accessories arms for all skill levels gun fitting selection assistance no one is more knowledgeable than john francis at competition shooting supplies 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. easy to get to you take the last exit in rhode island exit 2a as in the second amendment take a right you then just go past the attleboro train station that's newport avenue up on the left hang the left on a benefit street competition shooting supplies look for them on facebook whether it's firearms ammunition and remember you can also sell your firearms to competition shooting supplies either outright or sell it on consignment competition shooting supplies 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. call them 727-1716 look for them on facebook the defender of the faith is john francis my gun guy at competition shooting supplies folks we're speaking with independent columnist opinion maker donna perry and dj over the weekend we did learn that nancy pelosi speaker pelosi did make a surprise visit to ukraine she's older than biden i don't think the president could make it uh, say what you want about Speaker Pelosi. I, I thought that was an important visual. And notice it wasn't the vice president. Uh, it was Speaker right. Pelosi, third in line to the presidency, their representative of the United States and showing unity with the president of Ukraine. Well, I, I agree. And I think the fact that the way she spoke in uh, some of the clips they showed to Zelensky, John, I thought in a very forceful way, meaning saying to him with great conviction, like the U.S. is with you. Not yeah. just, you know, giving you arms, but until you win the fight or something the way, you know, she said that. I thought that was very um, important to have, uh, you know, she's the number third ranked in the U.S., you know, to say that to him. And I give her, as you say, she certainly has enough, enough stamina. There she was in her blue pantsuit walking around, you know, um, at Kiev and at the condition it's in. So I, I give her a lot of credit for that. Um, and she still, I think it showed something important that she also likes to convey, John. She still carries a lot of clout, of course. Um, she's still in the position, you know what I mean? And she's saying, uh, I'm not going away anywhere yet, anybody, you know? And I think that's was important to see her. And she can be very forceful in a, in a way of showing, like, we're with you. And, and I think that it was, it was a good um, a good trip, and I think this reinforces to Zelensky that they can go the distance. The U.S. is is really with them. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, Donna Perry, he is not running for re-election. But what, what do you think the future holds for him 
he the latest poll that has come out, he is still he is the most popular governor in the country. I think you have to wonder if, in fact, I mean, it's hard to ignore that he'd be a very strong candidate for Senate. Should, in fact, maybe in, in 24, the next time around, if Elizabeth Warren uh, or decides not to to go for the Senate. But it's it's hard to believe someone who's the most popular governor, most highest approval rating in the country. Yeah. Governor Baker is is also not even running for reelection. Yeah. And, and I think, um, you know, we're at a time when you look at Washington that certainly you his playbook of I can work with both sides, I think right. would be a very uh, compelling case to make. Um, and I think, you know, you would see money flow in from all over the place for, for mm-hmm. him. I, I think he's just a stand up guy. He when you're, you know, the popular governor of mass, you're known, I would say, around the country. You're right. And I think he's played his cards kind of quiet of what's next. I think, you know, people said the pandemic and as time went on kind of wore him out. But and you could understand that he's done with the day to because when you're a governor, you know, like that's the day to day minutiae of everything. But I think he's he kind of has a statesman quality about him um to his credit and i i could see him being john like a step in for the u.s senate and you're right i mean i think um elizabeth warren you know she makes a lot of noise but we'll see i think that you know massachusetts voters um though the state is always branded so blue i i think there's other polls that show that people have become disenchanted with certainly her brand of being a democrat i would say yes so, and again, maybe yeah. it just seems I, I would just venture to guess that Governor Baker, he's not what I mean, he's not done with politics. He's, I, I hope he's not. Still, I, yeah, right, yeah. Relatively young. I mean, yeah. he's not old. He's not young, but he's not old. But yep. but when you leave with that type of popularity, two terms, obviously, you know, you, you have a handle on it. You know what you're doing. Uh, you learn a lot. It's one thing to go against an incumbent, but. I think next go around, and you have two older senators with both Markey and right, and Warren. Right, their 70s, yeah. I think when there's an open seat Senate possibility, because Elizabeth Warren really looks like she wants to go for it for 24. I, I would, I just think that's too much to, for president, that's too much to pass on because you're leaving with such, you know, such a high approval rating. Right, and right. and that's the thing. I mean, um, oddly, uh, you know, Biden like likes um, Baker. So, you know, I mean, they he I I think behind the scenes, but not necessarily, you know, if there was a race. But you're right. Like, I, I think he is uh, a big talent for the Republican Party. And like I say, I think he kind of is a, a statesman like Republican. Um, and I think that there could be a lot of reason to see. And I yeah, and I think run again, because like, there's no other office that I think he would go for folks again quick break much more donna perry right here on the john DePietro show portion of the program brought to you by the coesed inn check them out on the website dipetro.com the coesed inn or an island tradition since 1977 located 226 coesed avenue in west warwick whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers there's always a great crowd you can to link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code, get a quick, easy a quote, your best lawn ever guaranteed take get part of their premium eight service program early spring spring lime late spring summer grub prevention early fall fall late fall lawn doctor online at lawndoctor.com <laughs> 